The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. As spiritual seekers, we often receive guidance on which path to follow. This might be necessary for some time, but as we move along, we need to trust our heart and become our own guide. Welcome to Nurturing the Spiritual Spelunker in All of Us, a place where we can listen to everyone's heart. Your companion on the journey is Jill Asselin. Come join us now on this path of inner exploration. Here is your host, Jill Asselin. Yes, good afternoon, Judy. Uh, how are you doing? Good afternoon, and thank you very much for having me on your show again. Thank you. You're very welcome. It's our first show together, so it's, uh, it's a good sign we have um, enough things to think, to, to say and share for free shows, I guess. The first two have been very popular, from what I understand, from the feedback I've been getting. So it's a pleasure to have you for one more. And uh, hopefully we'll be talking about, I think we, we had a... Some some sort of a diversion last time where we started talking about very many different things, which were very appropriate, but not I wasn't expecting them. So today I would like to, if it's okay with you, I would like to concentrate on the on the my initial goal when I wanted to have you on the show, which is the rising of the divine feminine. I know that a lot of things are happening for at least, um, if I'm not mistaken, since December twenty first, two thousand twelve. You know, things have have really turned around. And uh, it's only the beginning. It's only it's been only three years out of a, maybe a segment of twenty six thousand years. So I would like you to say a few words about that, and I'm sure I'm going to have um, a lot more questions. My my, my my main question is what is happening and why. Um, it all comes back to a time when mankind um, went out of balance. What went out of balance was that the male principle at that stage was going more into the mind and started to divorce the the mind from the heart. Beforehand, you had the mind-heart energy which went together in that, that if you created something, you always created with a heart and mind in tandem. So you couldn't create something which via alignment with the universal law. It came back to the principle of the yin-yang, the male and female energy, because in some civilizations you had the androgynous form, which was of course complete in itself as man and woman. And then in, in Atlantis you had the male and the female separate what happened was, uh, it, during the time when Atlantis started rising, Lemuria was already there, and, and in, in a thousand years, before Lemuria, you had the Lyra, which was the lion people from Lyra, who had a civilization up in, in, uh, in, in the Sahara area and what is now Greece and what is uh, the Pyrenees now and um, the, middle, the Mediterranean Sea. There wasn't a Mediterranean Sea at that stage. That was land. And then you had a, a civilization before that, which was Elysium. Uh, that is what my book is all about, but I won't go into 
the details about it. Civilization, there was a beautiful balance between the male and the female. They worked in tandem together. Like, for instance, the high priests, uh, there were 12 high priests in 12 regions, and um, the high priests were the administrators. They were the ones that, that brought technology. They were the ones that built. They were the ones that created the, the, the structures of society. The female high priests were the ones who were the transmitter channels and the creative channels. What the male conceived in his mind, the female brought into being through transmitting the cosmic laws and the, and the cosmic principles, which he then, in tandem with her, used to create that. So they were created in tandem with each other. There was no imbalance. One was not more than the other or less than the other. They were in total harmony. Lemuria was very much unique in that, that you had an androgynous form, where you had both male and female in one single body. They were, of course, these first civilizations were in a much higher dimensional state than we are in today. They were in the seventh and ninth dimension. So, if we, if we, with our third dimensional body, would try and look at those, we would not even be able to see them because they are of much higher light frequency then so you would have difficulty in seeing them with your normal eye but you would see them with your third eye what happened then in 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 atlantis was that you had the male and female being born in two different bodies simultaneously to what was happening in lemuria but the lemurians looked at the atlantans and they saw something which they did not have and that was, of course, the sexual intercourse between the male and the female at that stage. Now, what's unique in what happened there is that they started to sense or, or they started to feel that they were left out on something, that they could not procreate in the way that the Atlantans could, and they felt that they were losing out on their sexual energy. In that, one of their high priests actually devised a method where they could um, split the, the androgynous body into two halves. They could split it into a male and a female body, and then the soul, they split into two That all was very nice and well in theory, but what happened then was when the male and female got separated, they started to look at other partners. And with that, a lot of trauma started in those souls where they were separated from the other half. And for the first time, the Lemurians felt separateness. They felt separateness from each other and they felt separateness from God because now they suddenly had pain, which they didn't have before. They found they had emotions that they couldn't deal with. They found that they, they were continually in search of a union again between the male and the female in one single body. A lot of uh, those souls that were, indeed all of those souls that were split in Lemuria have incarnated again. And they always feel a great void because they'll feel that the other half is missing, which of course is true because they were literally split into two halves. And that sort of that sort of like became an issue in Atlantis because the male in that, that part started to to feel that this female had too much power. 
and they they feared the female ability to transmit. They fear they 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 feared her ability to see. You know, like uh, that intuitive knowing that's in a woman is yep. far greater there than in a man. Yes. And a man started to fear that. He started to fear the woman and he started to fear the goddess power that comes through the woman. So in his mind, he started to divorce himself from the female in that he wanted to have a power. So in other words, he wanted to be able to control the female by, 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 and control the populace of Atlantis because there was a certain faction of the Atlanteans that had been infiltrated by certain factions from other planets because in Atlantis they actually opened up the whole area and they said anybody from all the galaxies could come and colonate the planet. So they were like open to that. And a lot of that influence from other galaxies and things started coming in which hadn't been there before. And with that came the mind. I, I, I see it almost like a virus type of thing that got into the male, male uh, mind and started to control it. Because um, in my book, I actually go into this and I ask myself, where did this come from? And I was shown where it all came from. And it started at the wars of the heavens that happened billions of years ago, where the planet also was involved. But I won't go into that story here. Uh -huh. But what happened was, is that the male started to want to control everything. And he started to create things which were not in higher alignment with the universal laws. Now, if you go against universal law, you always play a price somewhere along the line. Because you, you um, actually divorce yourself from what is in balance in the whole of the universe. Because whole of creation is in balance. It's not in balance. Everything is perfectly there. What happened was, is they then started to create like um, half man, half beast. They, they created... Um, uh, uh, robots where, where they actually um, there was immense thing there because if you create robots and you give them they, they are without soul so in other words you, you can control them but you cannot put a soul in them unless you forfeit something of your, your own soul um, which is something human beings don't quite understand yet but there are universal laws that are in place here and with that, they also learned that if they wanted to suppress women, they had to hook into their sexual energy centers. And for the first time, man starts the sexual energies in that he started to control women by controlling their sexual energy. That's how the enslavement of women started. Women being sold, women being uh, used as, as a chattel, uh, and, and they tried to take the soul out of the woman. They tried to, to, to separate the woman's soul from her body and use the body for in any way they did. It was not just women that they abused that way, but they eventually did it is they actually built troll boxes and implanted them into the back of the cranium area. And what they did was there they blocked the flow, the higher chakra flow from the lower chakra flow and the spinal cord um, energies, which act as a lightning rod of energies. So basically they started to enslave and control mankind. And that is where, where the whole of Atlantis fell because of a power base being out of balance between the male and the female 
and also these people control everything to, and so that the, everybody would do to their bidding. In that, the goddess saw this happening as her own 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 females were persecuted and 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 were then like used as slaves for these people and for for their for their in whatever use in 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 that way. And she said, this is not so. Until the male principle learns to use power responsibly, honor the female energy, she would withdraw herself from the planet for a while. Uh, in that the priestesses of Atlantis starting to take all the information, all the sacredness of their craft, that knowledge that they had, and they started programming them into crystals, and they actually buried those crystals in underground chambers and things like that. And a lot of it went to the etheric. And that will only be returned as mankind is ready for this information again, where balance is, is restored between the male and the female principle. Uh, in 1994, that, that, that shift started to come in. In 1994, there was a very great conversion of planets. And in that, the window started opening up for the female to return. It wasn't that the female was completely gone. She just moved underground um, because she was so severely persecuted. Uh, I mean, more women were burned as witches than men. Um, as mm -hmm. soon as they started doing healing work like they did herbal uh, medicine or they, they, um, uh, they, they practiced the intuitive crafts, they were uh, labeled as witches. And, um, of course, the Qatars were, were the where uh, there the example where you had this 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 whole region in Landoc where women had power, women could could own land. Um, they they were actually educated, and a story there of 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 in Montreal how how uh, Esclamond of of Fa Fa huh? Fa yeah yeah. She was a leader, she was a bishop, she was an ordained bishop and perfect of a Kafar church. And um, they had a council here with the Catholic church with, with her brother uh, Ramon of, of, of uh, the Count of Foix being there and also the Count of Toulouse. And they had to defend the Qatar faith against the Catholics there. And uh, she stands up and she speaks and the monks tell her, Madam, shut up and go back to your weaving. We won't listen to a woman. So that is, that is that whole region was basically persecuted because underlying in that region was the goddess worship, and it's been there for billions of years. They, they had kept that alive in the underground world. And but ornament of woman, so that they wanted to completely wipe that out. And in the Inquisition, and and if you look at those files, thousands of women were burnt at the stake with the men, of course. Um, but the women suffered the most in 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 in, in that region again, as well. as 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 they were, you know, all over the world. And I mean, I there are still regions in the world where where women don't have a say. Um, but what happens now is, is that portals are opening up. The, the, the balance is returning. It's a balance of, 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 of uh, Sophia is, is a woman. 
She is the holder. She's a goddess of wisdom. In in uh, they also Athena. She's a goddess of wisdom. They're coming back with a wise the wisdom that if a male and female are not balanced, you get imbalanced. And as soon as imbalance happens, the one is too much and the other. T- too little. You need them in equal power in order to have balance. When both are balanced, then you create something extraordinary. You create a higher type of level of consciousness. But first of all, that balance has got to come within oneself. It's a masculine and feminine within. And once that is balanced, then the rest balance. And that is the beauty of this time, is that as the earth energies are rising, as the cosmic energies flow in, the goddess energy is a vortex energy. It's a spiraling energy. It's a beautiful platinum. It's almost translucent energy. And um, in, the, in the high energy spots of the earth that were dedicated to the goddess, Charters Cathedral is one. Um, the, the Catholic Church built their churches in France over all the goddess sites, and so, in other words, they knew they were dedicated to the goddess, but they actually built the churches on top of that. The temple is very interesting. Built that that um, that building on the goddess principles, and it is it is dedicated to Mary. Mary. Mm-hmm. So, so in other words, it's gone underground. It has gone underground and has remained underground, but now it's coming to the fore. Good. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you very much, especially for giving us such a broad, uh, a big picture of what happened. Uh, that was really my question. My, my, I got, I got really intrigued there. I mean, where did these crystals got? You mentioned crystals being buried by the priestesses of Atlantis, if I'm not mistaken. And so, yes. did they get buried all over the world, or if there's any sites that are more significant than others? Um, they are in a type of energy form, which we have not quite tapped in yet, uh, because we're not on that consciousness level yet. Uh, and Atlantis was on the consciousness. But uh, it's very interesting because um, a few years ago, I was starting to tap into this energy um, because I remembered myself uh, being uh, you know, in Atlantis in, 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 in a high priesthood. Uh, but that is now by the by it's not a by but I remember that I was sitting when I was transmitting and having this crystal in my hand which absolutely fit, fit the palm of my hand and I, and I realized that this was a type of the transmitting crystal a tool but it was also recorded tool and it's so interesting because um, a gentleman in France, he's, he's actually he's, he's Irish, but he's doing research in France at Rennes-le-Chateau. Yes. And um, he, he was sending me a picture and he said, Judith, do you know what this is? Because um, I've come across this and I don't quite know what it is, but I've got a feeling that you will be able to answer the and that and I got cold shivers. And I said to him, well, what you have there is one of those, um, uh, um, um, an ancient depiction of this this type of crystal that they held in their hands. And I said, I know that this is it. And it's so interesting because when I was looking at that picture and, and, and the energy started to come from the picture, and I knew that that was part of the remembrance of what has been before. Um. 
the moment there are energy shifts going on in the Atlantic Ocean, especially in a, near America, um, near the east coast of America and Mexico, um, from about New Orleans downwards, that is the opening up of, a, of, of, of some of those portals. Um, they lay buried in... Um, they, I almost get the idea that this whole energy is, is, is in layers. It's, it's not... It's not in place, just go in and fetch it. That as mankind is ready, the sites will reveal itself because of the immense earth energy shifts that is happening. And as these sites move up from the seabed, which they're at the moment doing, um, and, and, and parts will sink into the sea, those things will come to fulfill as mankind is, is ready for it. Mm -hmm. thank, thank you. Still talking about this kind of energy, the question that comes to mind is, is this kind of energy that you're talking about, the one containing the crystals, is it still in, in a solid form in, in the ground or is it just like what you mentioned, a vortex? So once it's opened up, the energy is going to come out of the earth, but there's no solid, you know, solid form to contain it. I mean, my question is, do we have to look for something solid if we want to liberate that energy? Uh, crystals are very, very interesting. Um, crystals can appear, appear. I don't know if you know that, but, but they do. People who work with crystals have had that phenomenon happen to them, and I know that because I've had crystals appearing and disappearing. Um, they can manifest into form or they can, they can choose not to manifest into form because they are intelligent beings. That's something that people think a rock is a rock. It's not just mm. a rock. It's an intelligent being. It's got intelligence in it. In, in it. That is what humankind have forgotten about. Um, in previous civilizations, you worked with the crystal energy in order to create. I was shown how, the, how, how this worked in that, uh, um, that the first pyramids that were built on earth were pure crystalline. They were not rock. They were crystalline forms because your crystals are your highest energy conduits of energy it's pure it's high and um, the way they did is they worked with the with the intelligence of that crystal in order to dissolve its form and then manifest into form again so the energy that are is recorded in these crystals will manifest into form as they are in. But there are many of us that would be able to tap into that energy on a higher level without it needing to manifest into form. I know it it's a bit, sounds yeah, it's like, but, that is, but, but it, it is, is, is a, it's a technology that we have forgotten about. And, but the thing is, it was shut down for mankind because they were abusing this energy in Atlantis, because they were starting to blow up uh, um, certain pieces of Atlantis by misusing this energy. And that is why it was shut down. And it was said that mankind will not be able to tap into that technology until they are mature enough with to abuse that energy again. You know, power is something that is like a two-edged sword. You can use it to destroy or you can use it to build up. It's, it's your choice about yeah. what you do with it. And that, the is why the, yeah, and that is why the, the, this energy will come at the right time to those who will not abuse it. And then they, they will have to 
teach the, the, the rest of mankind how to use it in a responsible manner because it is a very potent in itself. It's not something that, that is, is just there. It's something that you have to utilize through using your heart-mind. Um, there it is, a heart-mind. The heart and the mind have got to be in balance. If a heart is involved, you won't just go and create something that is soulless. You will go and create something that has meaning and has soul in it and is made with great love. There, that is what the goddess is returning, that the heart in it, what you do with lefests in beautiful form and you create harmony because inside yourself you are in harmony and balance then you cannot create anything that's out of balance because you yourself are in balance that is the main lesson that we have to master now is the lesson of balance the lesson of balance within the lesson of balance without mm-hmm. thank you yeah that was um that was my thought also. I think we can talk about that after the break, but uh, I had two questions related to what you just said. You know, uh, Again, we don't have to talk about this right now. Maybe after the break would be a better time. But you know, how far is humanity from, from being able to use this new type of energy, this crystalline uh, structure energy? Uh, I think it's a question of maturity in the first place. Maturity and responsibility, you mentioned, you know, working for the good of the earth, working for the good of the planet. And by looking at what's going on around the world, you know, nowadays, we can see that there's still a lot of wars, corruption, and, and greed, and whatever you want. I mean, and my question, the second question, again, is um, how can we achieve within ourselves, each, each of us human being, how can we achieve that balance, you know? In the first place, to, to achieve balance, you have to realize that there's imbalance. And, you know, what is imbalance? Is it more feminine than masculine or more masculine than feminine? So I think it's... Um, to me, it's a very perplexing, very intriguing uh, point. So, if it's okay with you, I would like to discuss that after the break. This is the Seventh Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business talk. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. 
We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. are listening to Nurturing the Spiritual Spelunker in All of Us with Jeel Asselin. To reach the program, call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to seeking at nurturingthegift.org. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, Judith. Um, thank you. Yes. What what we have to understand is that we're going into the heart energy. The goddess energy is the heart energy. It's the open heart, which is which in woman is very much attached to the womb area, because a womb is where everything is created within a woman. She creates with her womb energy. Um, the man brings a beautiful masculine energy. Of, 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 and power, and the feminine brings that into form. She creates whatever it is and manifests that into, into form through her heart, through the love. But the thing is, the man also has to come into balance where he does things from the heart, where his heart and mind are married, and, uh, or at least they, they work in tandem together, in partnership together, but the woman too. So it's something that is deep inside oneself. When the heart opens up and one really gets to the state, the higher consciousness, um, there is a beautiful balance which comes inside. It's almost like you are in harmony with yourself. You are in balance with yourself. And um, you don't react the way you used to do. You know, like you, people push your buttons, you don't react to that so much because you immediately start looking at both. Um, you, you see the perfection in that because um, it, it, it is actually to get to that stage where you see that polarity when both the negative and the positive are beautifully balanced, you get equilibrium. Equilibrium is that higher state of consciousness where everything is perfectly balanced. That's why the Egyptians had mart, that the, the two scales, you know, to see if your soul would, would, would sort of be in balance with a feather. What that means is that if you are not in balance at soul level, you cannot enter the halls of Amneti. You cannot enter the higher states of of consciousness doesn't like it the egyptians um had a very very deep perception of that if if you read hermes and and foth and the literature that they say there you will understand that everything has to be in perfect balance the balance comes from within it comes from getting your energy centers in balance it's um, your chakras beautifully in balance it's of getting the kundalini energy in balance but it's also to get the heart center re- Really imbalance excess area and your lower chakras and the upper chakras. There is an immense energy flow there within each human being because um, as we move up in consciousness, we are getting a more crystalline form. The crystalline energy again, which is a potent energy form. 
in Atlantis, they blocked that immediately with, 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 with the mind control devices that they put into the cranium because they knew if they can block your pineal and pituitary glands from, from the transmitting energy of your spinal cord and also your upper chakras and your lower chakras, they block your whole um, uh, connection to the divine that way. If all the energy centers in the body flow together as one, you start becoming that state of balance. You become um, an energy or, or, or your energy centers are so balanced that they're in harmony with each other. But if the heart center is not open, the rest cannot open up because the heart works like the, 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 the conduit, the, 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 the flame, the, the fire that ignites the rest. Um, once the heart is open, then, then um, you start opening at a higher consciousness level. The heart connects directly to your crown chakra in a stellar gateway. That are the, those are the higher forms. It, the ancient often depicted that as a pyramid going upwards and a pyramid going downwards of the Merkaba around that. That's how your Merkaba field, um, your energy field is formed in that. So there has to be balance between your upper chakras and your lower chakras. And then this energy, this vortex energy field starts then to, to swirl around you, which, uh, which sometimes is, it's not the Kundalini. It's, it's something higher than that. It's almost like uh, the threefold flame of love, power and wisdom is ignited within your heart. Center, highest type of flame there is, which is in beautiful balance. But this, the most people will 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 have to work um, on releasing trauma and pain, as we said, and also about um, this. You know, females are uh, still very much in 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 that mode where where they they um, are not quite claiming their own power again. Um, I find that a lot of women have got immense which has been programmed in their womb area um, which comes from past lives and uh, because you carry the energy over from a past life it's not because you're consciously doing it it might just be that a lot of your fears a lot of the way you react to people come from past lives without you being conscious of it and once that has been released and you get to the highest state of love where you, where you and grace we become grateful for every lesson that came your way and you start getting in um, your womb area starts opening up with the heart area and that when the heart is open you always are in the state of love and that is what the, what the gift of the goddess comes in is with the heart of love unconditional love love like a mother loves a child unconditionally um, she does not put uh, um, uh, um, uh, say whether you're worthy of that love, she just loves you unconditionally. Mm-hmm. And deep down, we all have love. It's not one of us that is not worthy of love. And when you see the love in each other, the soul in each other, we greet the soul in each other and we realize that everyone is a soul and everyone is worthy of being treated as a soul, a soul that's conscious. We cannot take the soul out of human beings. The soul is our higher connection. It's our higher self. It is that connection that is infinite. It's a connection to God.
It's a connection to the business within all of us. And we are all part of God. There's not one of us that is separate from God. And within the whole, we are one. We are one energy. We are one energy field. We are one heart. We are one soul. We are one body. We cannot harm another human being unless we also harm ourselves. That is the greatest lesson we have to learn, is you cannot do, you cannot hurt another person without hurting yourself. You cannot um, go and kill another person without killing yourself. Um, I've worked with soldiers, and um, they were flown in from Iraq, uh, at the war in Iraq. And I remember seeing these, I mean, even officers standing at the graves of their compatriots who had died a hundred years ago, and they were crying. And I, I went to them and said, well, why the heck are you crying here? I mean, these people died a hundred years ago. And they would turn around and they would say to me, they know what we felt like. That sort of like stuck in my mind. And I thought to myself, how can you? And I realized the pain that they felt in killing other people was the pain that they did inside themselves. And unless that pain is dissolved inside themselves and comes back to the state of love, they will stand at graves and weep. That is the tragedy of war. It was a profound realization that I had, and I realized how much of, of the pain in human beings has got to be dissolved before we can even enter the higher stage of consciousness. Yes, a lot has been going on in the past uh, centuries, so I guess we have to turn everything around. Yes. I think it, it, on, it, 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 yeah. on, the, on the individual level, but also on the collective level. So it's going to take us some yes. time, some time. It will take a lot of time, but it's, it's moving now very fast because as these energy centers open up, um, we are being helped cosmically immensely because as these higher energies start moving in, um, it is dissolving all the muck, all the, all the, um, uh, um, the, 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 the denseness, the, 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 the trauma that's stuck. Um, it, it dissolves it um, because as we raise our frequency, the, that has to dissolve and it, it is busy dissolving. Um, I can see the shift already happening at an immense wave in the way that people are reacting to each other again. Um, people are far more open now to consciousness level. They're far more open now to open themselves up and work in the, the, at the healing inside. So there's beautiful shift. Coming in, and um, I was shown this in, in, in a picture form because you know, like you put dirty washing in a washing machine, and, and the spinning motion spins out all the dirt. Mm-hmm. That is what's happening to our planet at the moment. And with the goddess energy returning, that is what's happening because it's a spinning, spiraling energy, this high, spiraling consciousness. And it's moving into our hearts, it's moving into our being, it's moving into society. Um, it, it is going to dissolve all the old things that we can't that cannot go into that higher state of consciousness, that cannot hold the vibration. Um, everything that cannot hold the higher vibrational frequency state will be just be slung out. It will be just dissolved. It will, um, it, that life form, that, 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 that stuckness cannot hold that energy. 
It is quite amazing what is happening now. In the next 50 years, mankind will be, be, be totally transformed into something new. A, a new human race is, is busy developing a new human being. And um, the, the, even the new children now being born are much higher frequency rate than we are. And we are being transformed into something else. It is, uh, we are transformed into a light body, uh, a much lighter body, a much more crystalline form. And also we, we, as our souls transform and our higher self starts getting, getting more and more consciously in, involved in our lives and the lower animal uh, nature of us starts dissolving, we will be literally into a new dimensional form and into a new state of being. That is the gift of this time. So with all this that we need to work inside ourselves and work in society for changes, because it, you see, the thing is, the old has to go. It has to dissolve. It has to be destroyed in order for the new, to, it, the, then a void is created. And as soon as a void is created, the new can come in. That's a beauty. Every time that we do inner clearing, we create a void for the beautiful love flow energy to come in and and we have an open heart and as more the heart opens the more we can love because essentially we were created to love we cannot be anything other than love because love is our heart energy it's like the pulsating energy of our whole being love and light that is that is the truth of our soul and when we start living the truth of our soul everything changes I see. Yeah. I think it takes time. I understand the path that you are showing us in a sense, but I think it, it takes time to realize that, I guess. It, it takes time, you know, to, to have consciousness of what's happening, I guess. So obviously, you know, like you said, humanity is, yes. is rising. It's rising in its consciousness, but I guess I think it takes one human being at a time. And, yes. Uh, to turn things around and to, to turn to change the one person's heart in a sense that suddenly they realize that it's something else than you know making money or owning a house. I mean, there's material needs that need to be met, but there's things that are much more spiritual that are for the benefit of the whole humanity. And I, and I think it's, it's more and more people asking and searching for that kind of, of path. And I think it's especially now, but I think it's going to take some time for to reach, you know, a mass a mass level where where humanity is going to go much higher and much faster, like you said. Yes, it is. It is. But remember that every person has got a ripple effect on the whole. And um, what happens in the microcosm of cosm? Sometimes we play ourselves small. We don't realize what a ripple effect we have on everyone around us. Because the more that we radiate out, um, that the sun consciousness, that's the sun consciousness, the higher cosmic consciousness, starts entering us, we become like sun-like, we, 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 like the sun radiates out. We have a ripple effect on others. Um, I, ha- I, <laughs> I, I have seen that on myself when I've changed and I have started to empower myself at soul level and I'm living, you know, I'm loving what I do and I'm living my life to the best of my ability. I can see how this has had ripple effects um, on, on my, uh, how my, 
on, on all of us. Mm-hmm. So in other words, it takes one candle to light up the world. But so often we, 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 we play ourselves small, not because we want to, but we, we, we don't realize what a what an effect with people and uh, we all have an effect on somebody our, our nearest and dearest and we also but on the whole world we have a sort of like a radiation that we put out there it's just that sometimes we have to be consciously aware and ask ourselves what am I putting out there what am I radiating out um, what do I want to radiate out? Set the at- intent of what you want to really put out into the world and what you want to radiate out. Um, once you start becoming conscious of that, something in, inside yourself starts triggering. And, uh-huh. um, and, and if, you, if every morning and every night you start thinking about and say, I want to be um, that positive well, I want to be a beautiful force of change in the world in the best way that I can. And in highest sense, you will have a ripple effect on everybody else. Because as you change within, people are going to notice it. They're going to come to you and say, wow, what happened to you? You know, what happened to you? Or, or what's your secret? And they want to know because they see you are changing. And somehow or other, that message will get to them subconsciously. So it's, you must never think that you're not making a difference. You are making a difference in the world. It's just that sometimes we have to consciously claim and say, how can I serve in the best way that I possibly can? How can I be a blessing to others? How can I walk my talk with love and devotion to my path? Because if you have a vision that's greater than yourself, and if you know that you want to walk the talk to that vision, you will do it with great love. You will do it with every fiber of your being, and it will not feel like work. It will feel like you're living of your life to the best of your ability in doing just what you have come in to do as a soul, and that is to really bring your mission and soul purpose into, into being on this planet. And you will love doing that. Nobody will have to tell you to get up in the morning to go and do it because you'll be motivated to do it because you can be no other than that. Yes, I see, I see what you mean, yes. Um, that's a question that led me also into doing uh, the kinds of things I'm doing now. So, yeah, it's interesting because I don't, <clears throat> what I'm doing now, I don't call it work anymore. It's, it doesn't feel like work, I guess. It feels more like uh, being aligned, like you said, you know, it's like, being aligned with your mission and having a sense of, of, of fulfilling your mission and being fulfilled at the same time. I think it goes both ways. And uh, yes. I think it's a very different notion of, of about life, I guess, because I mean, so many people's lives are driven by work, going to work in the morning, going back at night, heavy commute, you know, you make money, but you pay a very heavy price when it comes to stress. You know, there's so much stress in, in those uh, workplaces. And so many things you need to do when you go by the clock and all these things, I think. It, it's a very unhealthy um, way of living. It's a very un, unhealthy way of being. And I think uh, this has to change our way. I think that the workplaces have to change as well. I mean, they may be changing in a, in a later time, but I think once there's enough realization, enough consciousness uh, coming up from 
from human beings. But I think the whole, like you said, the whole of society is going to transform into a, a new way of being, a new way of, of relating to one another. And I think yes. it's, very, it's a very hopeful uh, picture. It is. It's, it's the inward revolution. That's what I call it. And the it goddess in inward revolution. Inward revolution, yes. Mm-hmm. It's the inward revolution. People go inward, they, they start revolution, revolution, mm-hmm. bringing a revolution, and the revolution is already happening. Um, I, 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 what I love about, um, you know, when, 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 um, uh, about the goddess energies and, and, and that it, it's bringing you back to your soul. It's bringing you back to your heart. It's bringing you back to asking yourself, what do I do really love doing? What inspires me? What, 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 what is it that I really want to bring? And you know, there's not one of us that cannot make money out of being that. If you're really authentic and true to your higher soul self, you will find a way of, of energy exchange. And, and until people find something else, the money to, to do that, people, um, you know, a lot of people have got problems with that in that they think that money is evil or, or there's something wrong with my having money or whatever. But once you get over that and you see everything as a blessing and, and you start blessing the energies that come in and out of your life, Something changes. You start to attract more goodness into your life and you attract the higher frequency energies in life because now you're living that from the highest purpose. And everything that you bless will come back to you in blessings. Everything that you are grateful for will create more to be grateful for. These are very, very easy principles to apply in life. They don't need advertisements or whatever, but if you start applying them in your life, you will see how your life changes. If you just say thank you every single day for everything that's there in your life and gratitude for everything, you will find that more goodness will come to you. If you start blessing the energy of money, you will not see it something as resentful. You will see it as something that will help you to anchor in your soul mission on earth because we have to create a new earth. And the only way you can create an earth is by empowering yourself. And how do you empower yourself? You empower yourself also by being financially independent in a sense that you can do what you love to do then you won't be a slave to any corporation or slave to anybody because as soon as you work for somebody else they can control you exactly if if you start claiming your freedom back to be what you are created to be at soul level you, you will not you will love what you do and get paid for that mm-hmm. and create jobs for other people so it's a matter of getting our heart-mind into balance there. I think it takes also a lot of courage because there's, I see so many people around that are afraid of not having enough money. You know, there's a big fear around money, around the lack of yes. money. You know, it's like you don't have enough money, you're going to die or something's going to happen and your life is going to collapse. And I think you, yeah. have, you have to be willing to, to walk on a tight rope in a sense for some time and you realize that that's how you build confidence, that things are going to be fine, I guess. But I see so many people around that are stuck in, in a 3D energy and they can't get out of it. They have to, to cling onto something that gives them some material, a sense of material you know, comfort or material support. And money yes. is, a, our, our conception about money has to change, has to turn around as well, I guess. That's... 
You're talking about the exchange of blessings, you know, and I think that's what you can receive from someone else. It doesn't have to be an exchange of money. It's a way of supporting each other in the in the whole of the relationship uh, at the health level. And um, I think it comes also from the idea of getting up our, out of our own self-centeredness. You know, if we are stuck in our own little ego, yes. uh, then it's much, much more challenging, much more difficult to... Um, to expand yeah. and reach out to others. That's right, because we be thinking about ourselves and we get into a groove. The minute we think of higher service, we get um, orientated and say, I want to radiate out. I want to give out and get back. It's, it's a giving and receiving of energies in equal, in equal manner. And the more your energies you are you're out at the higher frequency, you'll receive that back in a higher frequency. A fear never served anybody. Fear holds you stuck and prisoner. And that is what, what the, the people who control this planet have always known. Is a mm. is if the more fear people, the more you can control them. And we and the thing is you, you okay, it's okay to fear feel, but feel fear, but you've got to get past that. And and once you get past that fear, you wonder why you ever feared what you did, because you actually broke the pattern. You broke yes. that negative pattern and you created a new pattern. And that's what we have to learn now is create beautiful patterns, create beautiful new things. And we all have that within us. There's not one of us who can't do it. We can all do it because we are all equally created. And in the sight of God, we are all equally empowered. It's just that when we incarnate on this planet, we allow ourselves to be disempowered by the programming the false programming that we buy into. Now we have to start reprogramming ourselves in a higher manner. And that's what it's really about. Yeah. Thank you very much. I think we're, going to, we're coming close to the end. So we're going to have to, to say goodbye to our audience. Uh, I would like to thank you very much for being with us for free shows. I mean, and uh, I think it was very lovely to have you. And uh, we may do a follow-up show in the future. We know, I guess, if there's enough interest. Uh, thank you so much for inviting me, and it was a great honor and pleasure to be on your show. Thank you very much. Thank you, Judy. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you for joining us on Nurturing the Spiritual Spelunker in All of Us. Your personal journey, assisted by your guide and companion, Giel Asselin, will continue next Thursday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be sure to tune in again. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.